You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. If you've been feeling a pull for more personal peace or need a little push for some progress in an area of your life, today's episode will be a treat. Katie Arnold is a breathwork and journaling coach, as well as a yoga and meditation instructor and the host of the Soul Connection podcast. In today's episode of Thrive, Katie explains the benefits of journaling before diving into specific tips for doing it yourself alongside breathwork or meditation for maximum benefit. She also leads us in a quick two-minute guided meditation, so you will leave this episode feeling lighter and clearer, ready to tackle your day with grace and clarity. Stay tuned through this episode, drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to, and welcome Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yay. I'm so stoked you reached out. So stoked to have you on Thrive, especially because like we talked about really quickly before hitting record, we've never had an episode centered around journaling and all of this fun stuff. So I feel like this is something people either are already really comfortable with and very routinized with, or it's something where people are kind of intimidated by or maybe overwhelmed with. So I think this will be very helpful for everybody. So thank you for being here. For sure. Yeah. So first off, tell us a little bit about you. So we know you're a breathwork and journaling coach, which is like a really cool title. First off, didn't know that was even a thing. I love it. <laughs> but give us the full lowdown of who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm actually an RYT 200 yoga and meditation teacher. And that was kind of where all of my practices have kind of stemmed from is yoga and meditation. So I do a yoga breathing practice with people in my yoga classes, you know, people, if they take yoga, especially if they take like a vinyasa or hot class are probably used to, um, like our Ujjayi pranayama was, which is that like nose to nose ocean sounding breath, but there are all sorts of other kinds of like breathwork practices. So I help people through that, but journaling is just a kind of side of all of that, that has really kind of helped bring all of my practices together. And so, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. It's been a cool part of kind of this idea of self-discovery, which is something that we talk about in yoga as well. Mm-hmm. So how did you first get into it? Like, were you always into journaling or did this kind of come as a process? Was it something that you felt yourself kind of like progressing through in a way or getting more comfortable with over time? Or was this like always something that was super natural and therapeutic for you? In some ways, as weird as this is going to sound, it's all of the above. As a kid, I loved to like write in my diary and I had one of those diaries that had like the key and like you would write about the thing that like (laughs) my sister did to make me angry that day or like about the boy that didn't like me, whatever it happened to be, like I would write about it. And then as I got a little bit older, I totally stepped away from the practice. And in some regards, it almost felt silly to me. And I was like, why? I can't write about this. Like, what if someone reads this? What if someone finds my journal? And I like, didn't know how to kind of keep that practice going. And, but always felt called back to it. I've always been a writer. 
I started blogging kind of like in the early days before it was cool. And during those times, like journaling or like writing in your blog was a journal. It was more about like what was going on in your day. It was less than what it looks like these days where, you know, we have a really structured, like kind of content plan. That was not how it used to be. And so I would say like my journal then went online and then I kind of like took a step back and I wanted to get into it more. And then life just kind of like threw things at me. And I found myself turning to journaling as an extension to my yoga practice, as an extension to my meditation practice where I was writing out gratitude just because that it was like, I had to find the one thing from that day that brought me joy that I could choose to be grateful for to kind of like get me to the next day. And then now it just like, it's constantly evolving. Um, but it's really kind of been this process where it's kind of come and gone and left and come back. And now here we are. And I teach it to people all the time. Yeah, no, I love that. And also what a throwback to like the diaries with the little keys on them. I feel like that was such a nineties thing where the key was like, not even an inch wide and so flimsy. No. <laughs> and you were so afraid that you were, you were going to lose your key and your deepest, darkest thoughts were going to be gone forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have like recently gone and taken some boxes from like my old childhood bedroom to go Ooh. through. And I'm like, sure, I'm going to find some old journals. It's going to be fascinating, but the keys are probably not with them. <laughs> So yeah, it, they will be gone forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a thing. I've never really been a big journaler normally, honestly, just because I think I type, I think and type faster than I can hand write. So it's always been very hard for me to sit down and write like a dear diary sort of journal entry, but I've always loved gr like gratitude journaling. And speaking of old diaries and old journals that we found, I've, I've kept some from my own childhood or whatever. And I not too long ago uncovered one in like, in my boxes of, you know, childhood. <laughs> and there was one that I had started and it was literally just a running list of like things that make me happy. And I think I was in like the thousands in it from whenever I had started this. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of like old school gratitude journaling. <laughs> it was just, and mind you, the list included the likes of like Zac Efron. And like, it was like, wow, a little bit different than legitimate gratitude journaling now. But I'm like, wow, okay. I think I kind of had the knack of it or was starting to get the knack of it in like my, my, my preteen days. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Well, and what a fun list to like look back on too, because I think, you know, and my own therapist made this, uh, she actually sent me a reel on Instagram the other day about this idea of like trying to find like our purpose in life and going back to the things in our childhood that brought us joy and then kind of like connecting the dots. Yeah. And so I think it would be really interesting too. You might look back at that list and be like, okay, maybe if maybe Zach Efron would still make the list of like things that bring you joy today. Maybe yeah, I think he, I think he would. <laughs> But like, there might be other things too. Like if anyone's feeling like a little bit like disconnected from their themselves or a little bit confused, that might be a nice practice to bring in too. Yes. Even just from that personal growth perspective of seeing where you were and how far you've come, or just like you said, reconnecting with kind of who you always are and those little bits of you that you can kind of trace through the decades as you grow when life feels totally different than what it did at a certain point. And you can at least look back and be like, oh, something's never change in a good way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can you talk to us too? I'm curious if you know if there's science behind this also behind getting something out of you onto paper and kind of 
what happens in that process to really solidify something for better or worse, if it's coming out of your brain and you're like putting pen to paper, because I feel like there's a kind of a sense of permanence that can come with that, which maybe is what makes people a little intimidated by it, but it can be, I don't know, cathartic and really cool also. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of different benefits to journaling. Obviously we can think of some that might be a little bit more obvious, like you can track goals. Like that would be a great way to like kind of set your goals and then you can track like the progress of them. Um, it's supposed to be a great way to gain confidence as well. You can kind of like dig into some current or past experiences and kind of like pull yourself out of them into the other side or start working through some of those things. It's said to help reduce stress and anxiety, strengthen memories. So, you know, Mm. if we think back to some of those memories of childhood, um, it would be fun to look back on them, them. And there might be moments that you totally forgot about. And so it can kind of strengthen that memory in a really beautiful way. We can work through tough times. Um, we can find just like inspiration in our own lives to kind of keep moving forward, whatever that may look like for people. So I think there's all sorts of great, great benefits to it. For sure. For sure. In that same vein, I know it can be something that's a really powerful practice and tool for identifying and breaking through limiting beliefs. So what is your process for doing that? And kind of, can you walk us through that? Walk us through that process of rewriting and reworking your belief system when you do realize that something is not quite aligning or you kind of find something in your life where you're like, Ooh, I feel like this is definitely holding me back. Yeah. For me, it just looks like writing on it. And like, I'm a huge proponent of actually combining journaling with meditation And I like to go through a guided meditation first, because for me, once you can kind of get yourself to a more peaceful place, you're able to kind of take the ego out of the way. So when you put that pen to paper, there's less of that, just like, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write moment. And you can just kind of start to notice what came up during your meditation and just free write from that. And I don't want people to think that they're going to go from like point A to point B overnight or in one journal prompt. It's not going to be this idea of, you know, I'm not enough if that's like your limiting belief to I am enough just simply overnight. But it is this process of having the ability to kind of write in what are the stories or when is this coming up throughout your day and just bringing the awareness to those thoughts and those actions, and then seeing how you can start to work through them. And maybe some of that is fully on your own. Maybe some of that is where you're like, okay, I need to go see my therapist. I need her help with this. I'm seeing this common thread, like coming up over and over again. And I'm not sure how to actually like jump through that hoop myself. But I think it is that process of when you put pen to paper and you just can get the ego out of the way, you can kind of see it. You can connect those dots And, you know, I've also heard people talk about this practice of just kind of like, this is my point A, I am not enough to, this is my point B, I am enough, but maybe you can like start to write out affirmations for yourself that you can repeat every day. And you can just write those in your journal. You can say them out loud to 100%, but you could write them in your journal every single day. You can set your intention every single morning. This is part of my practice right now is I go through my meditation 
I write out one of my big goals for the year as if it has already happened. And then I set my intention for the day. And it's usually in the form of an affirmation. And it's whatever kind of like came up of what I'm working towards, which is probably associated with some of those limiting beliefs that I'm also trying to work towards the feeling that I am enough or, you know, the feeling that I am loved or that my work matters, whatever it happens to be for you. And write those out every single day, repeat them to yourself every single day. And your subconscious brain will hear that repetition, that positive repetition to help you kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, no pressure, but I just had this thought. I feel like this would be super cool. Would you be willing to kind of like do a little guided meditation for us on the air? Cause now I feel like everyone's yeah. going to be like, Ooh, <laughs> Um, now I want to write, but like, now I got to do the meditation part with it. And yeah. maybe people are like, whoa, no idea how to do that. So I was going to ask you to, for like some prompts and stuff, but maybe we can do it sequentially where you lead everyone through a little guided meditation. And then you can give some prompts and everyone will be like, awesome. Now I can go, go forth and journal with confidence. <laughs> for sure. I love this. <laughs> so are we, you want to do it right now? Are we ready? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. So I just want to invite everyone, if you are not in a place first and foremost to, you know, fully relax, then maybe you save this meditation for that moment when you are. So if you're, you know, driving a car, hang out for later, (laughs) but find a place where you can have a really tall spine. So if it feels better to you to sit in a chair or on a cushion or lie all the way down. And really let those sit bones be nice and heavy. So like an anchor, just grounding us into our space right here, right now. Lengthening up through the side body. And letting the crown of your head pull up to the sky above you. Let the shoulders drop down the back. And if you're comfortable with it, close down the eyes. If not, just find a place on the ground to rest your gaze. Take a big inhale through the nose. And a big sigh out of an open mouth, grounding yourself even deeper into this here and now. That feels good. You can take a few more of those cleansing breaths. Maybe allowing them to take with you anything that has not been serving you today. Any stress that maybe you've been feeling deep into your bones, that your muscles have been holding on to. And just let that exhale take it away, even just a tiny bit. And as you're ready, return that breath to just a really natural pace. And in and out through the nose. And this breath is our anchor. It's like that lighthouse that guides the boat home. So as you notice your mind wander off here, your breath is what brings you back to shore. And I just want you to notice what you feel in your body right now without labeling it as good or bad without taking any judgment to it, what do you notice? Could be certain sensations in the arms and the legs. 
Maybe it's just a feeling that is coming up for you. A thought or a nudge that keeps coming back. Just noticing all of it. Taking just about one more moment here. Noticing what you feel in your body, in your mind. Listening to any messages that might be bubbling up from the surface. One more time, take a big breath in through your nose and sigh it out of an open mouth. Blinking your eyes back open. And just a short, sweet meditation. I really like to help people to know that our practices don't need to be long. They don't need to be crazy. It's just about finding that little moment for ourselves. I love that. Thank you. And what's yeah. so cool about that, I'm guessing if anyone listening is like me, you realize in those moments of forced stillness, how rare stillness might be for you in your life. And of course, we all have totally different things going on different things pulling us in different directions at any given point in time. But like you said, it's such a short and sweet thing that's so intentional. And you can really sense a difference in your body, in your mind, if you're just paying attention to that. So what a gift and treat to be able to give yourself just to go through that small little thing and really set you up for the rest of the day. Cause man, you feel good. Yeah. 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 For sure. Can you drop our listeners maybe some specific prompts maybe that they can take away now from this episode since they have done their meditation, they're feeling good, their breath's in a good place. And if they want to pick up, pick up a notebook and start doing some journaling, but still are just are not really sure where to start. Are there some specific prompts that you would recommend? For sure. So I would just start with, and I kind of gave it to you in the meditation is what did you notice in your body and let that kind of guide you. And it might just be like, I noticed a heaviness in my chest. And then maybe you see where that takes you. Is that related to a stress that you're going through? And then you can kind of write on that. Is it a thought that came up to the surface of like, you know what? I really want to go do X, Y, or Z thing. Just kind of see what was it that came up during our meditation and write on that. And just, you know, don't hold back. Just let the pen go to the paper and journal out all of those thoughts that come up. I think that's a really easy place for people to start. If you happen to be in that meditation and you didn't notice anything, you're like, I didn't really feel anything. I didn't really have any thoughts come up to the surface. Then maybe you write on that. And you explore that because you might find that there was a part of you that was really hesitant. And maybe you can dig into why you were hesitant to really go all in on that meditation. Was it the fact that you had children or animals like running around you and you just couldn't focus? Because then maybe you can take that to the point of being like, you know what? I love this idea of meditation and journaling. And you know what? I need to do it when I have time to myself, when my kids are with their you know, babysitter or when they're at school or when I can lock the dog in another room and just like have this time to myself, see where that takes you. I think that's a really, really good place to start. Mm -hmm. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I also feel like brain dumping is 
so helpful and would work in so beautifully here because I brain dump all the time. And it's such a useful way to literally just dump everything that is swirling around chaotically inside your mind onto paper. So that might be something too, where if you're in the camp of, yeah, didn't really get a lot out of it because there's just, I can't focus and there's so much going on and I don't have time or I don't whatever brain dump first and get all, get all of the chaos that's swirling in out then allow yourself to breathe and open yourself up so that then when you journal, it's coming from kind of like a clearer, more comfortable place where it doesn't necessarily just feel like a circus. <laughs> 100%. And that's such a great point because I do do that too. There are times when it's just like, I know that I can't sit in meditation because my mind is just like going crazy. Or maybe I try and I can't even like, you know, get my breath grounded even to start. And so I will grab my journal and it's just like, what are the thoughts that I need to get out of my head? What is that to-do list? The grocery list? Like it can be anything and yeah, just brain dump and get it all out. And you can meditate after that's also a Mm -hmm. great practice. If someone wants to start small, is there a certain type of journaling that is maybe like the most impactful that you would recommend for short and sweet? Like, is it that gratitude journaling or is it something else entirely? I think gratitude is one way that I highly encourage people to start because that is really easy. Some people like to gratitude journal at the start of their day and they'll write on, you know, three things from their previous day that brought them joy. I don't know about anyone else, but like when I wake up in the morning, my brain is like not thinking about yesterday. I've already forgotten. So for me, I go to bed and I do my gratitude journaling right before I go to bed. And I write on the three things, three to five, or sometimes even 10 things from my day, big or small that I'm grateful for. And I really like to encourage people if they're going to do that, to try and think about specific things from your day. Obviously, like you can be grateful for your family. You can be grateful for the house and the roof over your head. And those are beautiful things. Feel free to write them down. But I also like to think of like the really small moments and it can be like walking my dog and, you know, he didn't start lunging and barking at the dog that was walking on the other side of the street. Like it could be something so simple as that because it's like, oh, we had a really great walk because of this moment. And gosh, I love when that happens. So that way you could look back and read on that and like really rough day. And it could be the thing that kind of picks you back up. Um, Another easy way though, that I think to start journaling is using journal prompts. There are so many on the internet. I have uh, journal prompts for when you're stressed out on my website. I have a whole podcast for this, but, you know, using prompts that people have out there and letting them guide you. So that way you don't have to kind of, you know, figure that out for yourself. Or if this idea of like a stream of consciousness, like journaling feels like so overwhelming, don't, don't do that. Don't start there. Let go with those prompts that like maybe kind of get the wheels turning. Uh, something to highlight that you said is keeping it within the day or within the 24 hour time span, Mm -hmm. because I've seen that recommended before. It's like, like you said, it's beautiful to be grateful for the big things, but I feel like when you keep it within that, that 24 hour 
time span, it really anchors you into the present and really keeps you focusing on the here and now. And anytime I've done that, you end up looking for it throughout the course of your day, because you know that at nighttime, you're going to be looking for what were you grateful for today? So I think there's just a little bit of extra awareness that it brings to how you go through your everyday life, because you're looking for things to be grateful for. And that's when you notice how the dog on your walk was so much better than before. Like you pick up on little, what might seem like little things that you might have previously totally looked over and you just notice them in a slightly different way. And it's, it's like that small little tweak can, like you said, literally be the thing that like turns it into a good day versus what you might've previously considered a bad day or something like that. Like it just is that nice little pep in your step that just changes your outlook ever so slightly. That makes like a huge difference. 100%. And like, and I just want to give like a call out to anyone who is maybe going through a tough time right now, if they're super stressed out and they're having a hard time, even in the midst of their days, finding that positive moment, it's okay. If like that beautiful thing from your day that you're grateful for is the fact that you're, that you're still breathing or your cup of coffee in the morning. And like that one moment of silence that you get and know that you will get to the other side, but hold on to those, like those moments, hold on to the breath. We've all been there. I've had moments where literally the only thing I put in my journal that I was grateful for in one day was my breath was the fact that I lived through it and I made it to the next. So I just want to encourage anyone out there who is like, oh my gosh, right now I am not, I'm not doing my best right now. I'm not in a great space. You will get through it. And if your breath is the thing that you're grateful for, that is such a beautiful and lucky thing to be grateful for. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, Katie, thank you so much again for being here and wrapping things up. I want to ask you what I ask everyone who comes on to thrive and I'm sure you already know what's coming, but that is what does thrive mean to you and how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Yeah. So I mean, thriving to me just really means like being my most and truest authentic self and just really owning that and feeling comfortable in that and showing up from that place of authenticity to me, if I can do that, I'm thriving. And I mean, the way that I, I do that is through my daily practices. It's through yoga and meditation and journaling and really caring for myself and surrounding myself with my, my community. So that is, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love it. Tell everyone where they can find you online and connect with you more. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at I am Katie Arnold. I have a guided meditation and journaling, uh, podcast called the soul connection podcast. So if people liked our little mini meditation and journaling practice that we did today, I have a whole slew of them over, over there. Yay. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.